this is Michelle Portlock with Navigating the Spectrum and I'm your host and I felt like I needed to add a quick note to this interview because there was a little section when Emily describes her son's diagnosis um, that was cut out due to our internet. But those diagnoses um, that she shares with us uh, for her son include OCD and anxiety and panic disorder. And I thought that was important for you to hear because the rest of what we talk about will make more sense. And also we discuss in this interview uh, that Emily did not seek an autism diagnosis for her son and the reason for that was because he was already receiving services for his OCD and anxiety and panic disorder and she felt that because of how well he functioned in the world and academically that he did not actually need that autism, the official autism diagnosis. And although I am definitely an advocate for receiving diagnosis, I respect and support Emily's decision to take this direction. And I think it's working out for them just fine. And she's doing a fabulous job and so is her son. So thank you very much for letting me do this extra little intro. And now uh, we will move on to the podcast. Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock. Thank you for joining us today. And I have a special guest. Her name is Emily Scanlon. Emily is my former sister-in-law and we have remained close and continue to remain close. I adore Emily and I'm so happy to have her on today. Before I fully introduce her, I want you to know that Emily is a life coach, which will play into part of uh, this podcast as we continue on. Um, but her Insta handle is Emily Scanlon Coaching. So I wanted to share that because after hearing this interview, I think you'll want to contact her because you'll think she's as amazing as I do. So Emily, thank you for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. So Emily, I'm going to jump right in and ask you to tell us about your experience with autism. So um, I have two kids and my firstborn is a boy. And I think as a mom, I knew kind of early on that something wasn't quite right. And mm -hmm. I was in that place where like, well, let's wait and see. And the doctors didn't have real concern. And, you know, you are definitely a, a huge part of this story for my journey with autism, because I turned to you for advice and help. And just so your listeners know, whatever <laughs> problem I was having, whatever my son was going through, it felt like you had um, a book to recommend or go to this doctor or have you tried this therapy? <laughs> um, so <laughs> the journey, 
the journey uh, for autism with us, I think, is a little bit different in that my son has never been formerly, formally, has never been officially diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And we've been on this path of how to help him, but kind of in the back of my head, knowing that he, you know, has autism. Sure. So for some people, they're thinking, wow, he's never been officially diagnosed. So what does that mean for him? And what does that mean for you? And as far as him getting any type of services, what does that look like? So I should probably back up. Um, sure. We did take him to numerous doctors and he mm-hmm. has been diagnosed panic disorder. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to any of your previous podcasts, um, <laughs> those are all <laughs> symptoms <laughs> of autism. Yes. So um, he's definitely been to therapy and we've tried different uh, therapies and uh, he is so high functioning that none of his teachers have ever thought anything's wrong. Um, And I think as a mother, knowing the signs to look for is huge. Mm -hmm. And because of you and doctors um, and just books that I had read, I knew in my heart that he was on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but he's so high functioning. Um, But those little things started to come out. And I'll just give you a few examples. Um, He cannot eat on metal silverware. And to this day, he has a thing with germs and other people's mouths touching what, you know, his mouth will touch. Um, To this day, he still eats with plastic silverware. Mm -hmm. Um, He (laughs) definitely has some sort of sensory um, issues has a hard time um like touching towels or putting socks on again all symptoms of you know autism so I think his experience is a little bit different in that we haven't labeled him that and maybe that's not the right word to say but he um he doesn't have a special class he goes to, or we don't, um, you know, tell him you're on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so far that's been okay. But I remember you telling me, first of all, a lot of people think of it as labeling their child and some are okay with that and some aren't. So it's, it's really (laughs) the, the idea behind receiving a diagnosis is, to provide services for your child, but your son, as you were saying, is kind of um, in a unique space because he functions at such a high level, but there are things, like you said, the OCD um, with, uh, and the sensory processing disorder, those, those things, but you have services for those um, specific diagnoses. So it's worked out for you to just seek help with those specific diagnosis and not necessarily the overall autism diagnosis. So Emily, what specific coping mechanisms have you used that have added value to your life as a parent raising a child on the autism spectrum? So I think we can all agree that 
the moment you kind of realize something's off and you begin that journey, it's a mm -hmm. hard one. It is. It's not what you expect. It's not mm -hmm. what you dreamt of for your child or yourself. And I found a lot of times me getting angry, angry at him, angry at myself. And I needed to change that behavior so that it was more loving towards him and loving towards myself. And that is where uh, life coaching came into play for me to be able to manage my mind, um, to give my son the best life he could have while also accepting and loving him for who he is. Mm -hmm. um, life coaching changed my world. And so it changed the relationships, not only that I have with him, but everyone I love. Um, I love that so and if, much. If people aren't familiar with exactly what life coaching is, it's simply managing your brain. Um, we're all going to have thoughts that come into our head and those thoughts create our feelings. And instead of feeling angry, I wanted to feel love, compassion, grace, and life coaching gives you that avenue to do that. And it's work. You have to work on it. But I'm here to say it has changed my life. Wow. That's pretty powerful. And actually it's, it's pretty critical. I, I think that a lot of times as parents with children on the autism spectrum, we focus a lot on what our child needs, which is important. We want to focus on that, but we also have to focus on how to get ourselves in a good headspace and a good place so that we can be good caretakers, a good parent and a good guardian of our children who are going through these experiences. So I love that you found that for yourself. And actually it's funny because um, we did do a lot of talking um, in these early stages and we still do about autism. But in the meantime, after you've done life coaching, you actually coached me on multiple occasions. <laughs> and it helped me a lot. It helped me find a place of calm. And it helped me understand why I was thinking the way that I thought and how to think myself out of some of those more negative um, head spaces that I would entertain from time to time. So I understand how it's been so effective for you because I found it to be effective for me. I love that. I think, you know, we're all human. We all, we're our own, uh, we're self-critic and it's so easy to, I guess, see uh, other people's patterns, behaviors, thoughts than it is your own. And so that's why I was saying it's a lot of work to work on yourself. It seems to be, for me, it's easier actually to help other people and coach other people than it is myself. But, um, but I'm glad that you feel it, it has worked. It has, um, and it's a tool that once you understand it, it's a lifelong um, blessing and, and you will, you'll use it forever. I love that. And I do. There are a lot of things. I, I do say that little mantra to myself. My thoughts create my actions and, and my feelings. <laughs> and so, um, and that's, that actually does help me. So here's something that's a little bit different than the direction that we're going. 
And I just wanted to ask it because I love hearing what parents' answers are. So a lot of children that are on the autism spectrum have special gifts and special talents. So I was wondering what you see in your son that you would potentially attribute to his autism spectrum disorder. That is a great question. Um, I feel like as parents, sometimes we get caught up in all the negative. You know, yes. my kid doesn't make friends easily or my child isn't doing well in school. And there are so many gifts and abilities that they are given. And for my son, one of the things that I saw early on was just this amazing um, memory. And I don't know if it's like a photographic memory type thing, but, and here's where the OCD plays in. He becomes super focused on something. Uh, and one example in fourth grade, became super obsessed with the Titanic. <laughs> he could tell you every fact, every situation about the Titanic. And it's something that never, ever leaves him. So if he learns about volcanoes, he can tell you every fact, every detail. And actually, it's been quite helpful. Um, you know, just random things were at the store and I'll be like, oh, Oh, what, what else did I need to get? And he can just rattle off the grocery list. You know, he's read it. <laughs> he's looked so cool. at it. <laughs> <laughs> I need him in my life. <laughs> yeah. So it's amazing. This memory, this gift of just remembering everything. So um, another thing I feel like is a, a musical talent. And I think we see that a lot in the autism spectrum disorder. There's this gift for music. They pick it up easy. They yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So those were just two off the top of my head. Um, of course, he has more gifts than that. But I feel like part of the OCD and the autism spectrum disorder is this wonderful memory. Oh, he does have a great memory. Another thing that I have seen in him, just from following him on his own little Insta page is that he, he has such a compassion for those that are hurting. And it's pretty special. And that includes animals. I remember him posting about animals um, and a post about, let's see, I think it was dogs on this one. Yes. And just the mistreatment and how it made him so sad and why it was important to him that he would address this. And I thought it was so sweet because, I mean, I probably, I'm not sure if I would take the time to do something like that. And so it's sweet that it weighed on him enough and that he felt it deeply enough to take the time to mention it. So he has a really good heart. I'm glad that you have seen that in him and noticed, because I will say one of the best things as a mom is that he's my kid who wants to snuggle, who wants to chat, and you can have those heart-to-heart -heart conversations with him, and it's not uncomfortable for him. Mm -hmm. um, he enjoys it. He likes it. And I just think, how many teenage boys really want to, like, cuddle up with their mothers and have a deep conversation? Yes. I love that about him. I've seen that, and I love it about him. And part of that, I don't mean to take it back to the life coaching, but part of that, I think, is how you've been able to help him feel 
safe in his own space and feeling what he feels and you acknowledge that and you don't make him feel guilty about how he feels or wrong about how he feels. You just have allowed yourself the space to listen and him the space to talk. So I have to give you props, Michelle, too. The education you've given me in our many, many conversations over the years, um, you know, how should someone on the autism spectrum disorder act? And as soon as you and I talked about symptoms and meltdowns and things that are bound to happen, yes, part part of putting those thoughts in my head is, of course, he's melting down right now. He's mm -hmm. been overstimulated or of course, he's having a tough time right now. And to be mm -hmm. able to know that's okay. I still love him. I love him exactly the way he is. And mm -hmm. that thought alone, of course, he's doing this. He's, he's being exactly who he should be. And I love him. I love him anyway. Has been huge. I think it's important when we have a child diagnosed on the autism spectrum to educate ourselves so that we do know what to expect and what we can potentially look for. And that does help us accept what we're looking at and the different behaviors that our child may be exhibiting. And some of those behaviors, yes, they'll need, they'll need some help. They'll need some services. And some of those, we just say, you know what, this is a little bit unique, but I can accept this. And this helps my child in various ways. And so we're just going to accept this behavior because it's helpful to my child and it's not harmful to others. So it's just a way to under, better understand autism as a whole and to be able to kind of pull things apart. And like I said earlier, better understand what we're looking at and better understand what our children are experiencing and dealing with. Yes, and I think that's a great point. The more you know what your child is dealing with, whether it's a learning disability or anxiety, I personally had never had anxiety in my life. I didn't like understand what it was, didn't understand why he would behaving, behave a certain way. Mm -hmm. And to educate myself what anxiety must feel like and what must be going through their head has been huge. So to your yeah. point, just educating yourself. If there are moms out there who are like, I don't really know about this, mm -hmm. go Google it. I mean, yeah. they're listening to this podcast, so surely they're, <laughs> they're trying. They are trying. And I think I will share, this is a book that I purchased in my a master's program through Arizona State University. And so the reason why I'm saying that is because it's actually a textbook. So it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but it has been such a great resource for me. So if you're interested, it's called A Practical Guide to Autism. And then the subtitle is What Every Parent, Family Member, and Teacher Needs to Know. And it was written by um, Fred Volkmar and Lisa Weisner. So if you are looking for a way to better educate yourself, that's a book I would absolutely recommend. So I'll just throw that little piece of information in there. So Emily, what has worked for you that you would recommend to other parents? So I think as far as 
getting your child the help that they need, one of the things that has been huge for us is finding a counselor who specializes in autism or the um, diagnosis that your child has. So the anxiety, the OCD, the panic for us, finding Mm -hmm. that counselor who actually is educated in that and, and knows what they're doing, I think is huge for the child. I would definitely recommend parents um, search for that and find someone they're comfortable with that is, you know, specializes in autism. Um, but as far as from a, from like a mother's perspective, what has worked for me Mm -hmm. is, um, letting my child be himself Mm -hmm. and loving him. And, um, so many of us want to control the situation or wish that they were different. Yes. And when you love that child for exactly who they are, for their gifts, for their talents, for their meltdowns, um, for their eccentricities, mm-hmm. it's, it's a life, life changer. So I would just say, love them. <laughs> oh, I, I love that so much. And the thing is, it sounds like such a simple statement and parents are saying yes yes but I I know it's a struggle I know that it's a struggle there are some things we just don't understand and sometimes that needs to be okay it just needs to be okay we have to allow ourselves to say I don't get this and that's all right but I can accept that this is what it is for them so I like for example one of my children likes that has been diagnosed on the autism spectrum will spend a lot of time alone and in my mind because I am a social person and I find energy and happiness in connecting with people I sometimes feel stressed out that my child is alone often and I often want to fix that but it's not really something that needs to be fixed my child is connecting when they feel the need to connect and then spending time alone decompressing and whatever else it is that he needs to keep himself in a regulated space. So I've had to learn that not to push what I perceive to be happiness or unhappiness onto my own child and to just take a look at where they are and what that means for them. So I love that you shared that. It's it's a big deal. And it's hard to sometimes wrap your head around as a parent. So thank you for sharing. We we definitely have our own ideas of how it should be. Mm -hmm. And as a life coach, one of the questions, one of the first questions I would ask you is, why is that a problem for you? Why, why do you have a problem with your son wanting to be alone? And everything you just said answers that question. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, guess what? I, got, I, I'm in a, I have a clearer vision of how to look at it because you've, life, you've coached me on multiple occasions. And so some of that verbiage is in my head. And it really has helped me. And it really <laughs> has <laughs> guided me in how to look at situations. So... Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. So I do have one last question for you. And that is, what have you learned about yourself while navigating the autism world? 
so I have learned that I am more patient than I thought I was mm-hmm. and that I'm more uh, compassionate for, I want to say, other moms and other kids. I do connect strongly with uh, kids as well. Um, And through my experience with my own son, I serve in a church calling where many of the girls have opened up about having anxiety. And I feel like I can help you. I can listen. And um, I've just learned about myself that my heart is bigger than I thought it was. My compassion is definitely there. And um, for all the moms out there who are struggling, you can do it. You have the patience. Uh, The more you practice, the better you get. Oh, I love that. Thank you for talking with us today and for sharing your wisdom. And I just appreciate you. You know, I love you. And I have. I love you. (laughs) So um, for those of you that are listening, if you. Um, are looking for a life coach. I know I stated this earlier, but you can find Emily on Instagram and it's Emily Scanlon Coaching. So you can find her there. And if you need autism help in general, I'm here to help you as well. And you can go um, to my webpage at www.michellefortlock.com and just make sure you spell Michelle with one L and you'll get to the right place. So thank you for listening.